Welcome to our Painesville Assembly of God podcast. Our desire is to connect people to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If this message touches your heart, we'd love to hear about it. Email us at info at or visit PainesvilleAG.com. We pray that this message will be an encouragement to your faith. Okay, let me just share with you a word I felt the Lord gave me. So every year, and I think I've done this in the past uh, in coming here to preach, because usually if I come, it's only once a year. And uh, so I pray every year for a prophetic word for that year. What is the Lord speaking to the church for that year? And we go through seasons as a church. And so usually what would happen is the Lord would give me a scripture, which I would develop, or he would give me a topic that I would pursue. But this time it was very unusual. And what happened was I had a dream. And you know, my dreams are not terribly redemptive. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of warfare in my dreams uh, with all the activity spiritually I'm involved in. But it does say old men dream dreams. So I figured that's why I dreamed a dream. So I had this dream. And uh, in the dream, there was a lot of activity and it was kind of chaotic, uh, intense. And I heard my, I, I can't even tell you what it was. I, I remember that. And I heard myself saying in the dream, it's the judgment of God. It's the judgment of God. And I woke up. And you know, if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night, there's just a stillness. And many times God can speak to you. And there was such a stillness and the Lord spoke to me clearly. He said, redeem the time for the days are evil. And that's the word of the Lord. Redeem the time for the days are evil. Turn to Ephesians chapter five, verse 15. If you have your Bibles, your telephone, your iPad, Ephesians chapter five, verse 15 through 18. And, and, and as I read this verse, I realized it was so very full and compacted and actually it repeats itself. And when, and when scripture repeats itself, you really need to take note. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Circumspectly, I would think would be to care, walk carefully in all the light God has given you. To walk in obedience. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And then he says, be not drunk with wine. I think that has something to do with an issue in Ephesians. But then he says something more general to the church proper. And he says, be filled with the Spirit. So this is what we're talking about. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be filled with the Spirit. Now, if you look at this in the Greek, it's in the present tense. It doesn't mean a one-time experience. We're talking about be continually filled. So really it should read, be ye being continually filled. 
be being continually filled. Each one of us needs to have our own personal Pentecost. But then after that, we have to continually be refilled. Why is that? D.L. Moody, a famous man of God and evangelist, used to preach consistently about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you read his history, it's very interesting. And they don't talk a lot about this, but if you read his autobiography, he had the experience of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it caused a lot of problems because most of the people around him didn't believe in it. And he was very strong about it after he received it, and he preached a lot about being filled with the Holy Spirit. So these two little old ladies came up to him one time after a meeting, and they asked him, Dear Brother Moody, why do you consistently talk about be filled with the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit? Moody was a big guy. He was huge, had a big beard. He leaned over and he said to the ladies, he said, because I leak. Like a bucket with holes, you know? I leak. There are things in our lives that cause the power of God and the Holy Spirit to leak. And we're working on that, but it's going to be consistent throughout our lives. That means we need to put, pour more in than goes out. We need to continue to do that. So that's what it was talking about. Be filled with the Spirit. It's a consistent issue in our lives. So in this particular context, I felt like the Lord wasn't speaking to me particularly about sin, which is quite obvious in reference to quenching the Spirit or causing us to lose power. But I think it had to do with these three areas, and I think you need to write these down. Number one, priorities. What are your priorities? Number two, focus. That's a good one, focus. I had a professor one time of theology, and he, he used to coin these things, and he said, you know, Paul said this one thing I do, not these many things I dabble in. You know, Paul, got, Paul accomplished a lot. Why? Because he was focused. And finally, discipline, that nasty word, discipline. I get convicted just reading that. Priorities, focus, and discipline. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, <clears throat> all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Think about this. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. 1 Corinthians 10, 23 through 24 says it more succinctly. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. What are we doing with our time? Time is finite. You spend time, you can't get it back. It's gone. You spend money, you can earn more money. You can't get more time. You know, as you get older, I mean, when I was young, it was like, time? What's that? But the older you get, you start counting the days and the years, and you start thinking ahead about how many, how many might be left, you know? You take it more seriously. But I think all of us, whatever age we are, wherever we might be at, I think we need to take this very seriously because it may well be if things continue to accelerate the way they're accelerating, and according to 
uh, what Scripture says about the last days, it might be that all of us have the same amount of time. If the Lord returns during our time, we don't know. So we need to redeem the time. What are we doing with our time? Are we doing those things that cause us to be filled with the Spirit? Not that we can't do other things. Not that we aren't responsible to do other things. But what is our priority in the midst of that? Uh, Madame Goyan, who was a 17th century Catholic mystic, the Catholic Church didn't know what to do with the prophetic ministry, so they just labeled them mystics and persecuted them. Most of these people were persecuted because they professed that you could know Jesus personally and hear his voice. I think, I think probably many of them, the reason they were persecuted, a lot of them were Pentecostal, that's why. They had an experience with God. She was persecuted. She ended up being in prison. She contracted smallpox. She was a lovely woman. It, def it deformed her face. At uh, one point, she said, I cannot even find comfort on a soft pillow. She was under great torment. She went through a lot. She said this, your main focus should always be on God and the activities involved in getting to know him. She didn't say it was the only thing. She said main focus. Abiding in God's presence is the key element to the ongoing and filling of the Holy Spirit. In him and through him, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. In God's presence, there is an impartation of grace and power. And we know this to be true. One of the reasons we come to church is because we really want to have an interaction with God because there's going to be an impartation of his grace and his power. But this can happen personally. And we need to look at that focus, that discipline. So what things will cause us to abide in God's presence and be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, the scriptures go on. We stopped in verse 18. If you look at Ephesians 5, 19 through 20, it says this. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So clearly it answers its own question. And it says the part of at least part of the answer is the is worship and giving thanks. Worship and giving thanks. And this is a personal discipline, not just on Sunday morning. Worshiping and giving thanks. You know, I've been practicing this. I've been going through some things, and I finally said, Lord, I just want to thank you for that. I have no idea what you're up to. This is not pleasant. But I just want to thank you. Because you know what you're doing, and you're in control of my life. Okay, let's look at worship. The Lord's presence comes when we worship. Look at Psalm 22, verse 3. Psalm 22, verse 3. You are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. In the King James Version it says, But thou art holy. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. The Hebrew word here is yashab. Yashab means to sit down, to dwell, to remain or to inhabit. I used to tell people, what happens when we worship the Lord is, the Lord comes and takes a chair, puts it in our worship and comes and sits in our worship. 
Literally, that's what it's saying. His presence comes. Now, we know that the Lord is always with us. We're talking about manifest presence. His presence and his power comes. Psalm 100, verse 3 through 4. Psalm 100, verse 3 through 4. I didn't know if you were putting these up. I wasn't sure. Okay, Psalm 100, 3 through 4. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now listen to this. Enter into his gates. It's almost instructional. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Uh, we used to have a, a Friday night meeting in a small town just north of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I live. And the meeting started with like six people, ended up with 60. Uh, the Holy Spirit started moving in the high school. Uh, we had a lot of students. Then the teachers started coming. It was a great meeting. We had some really premier worship leaders. I, I brought a guy and there was already a fellow there. So the two of them, we had incredible worship. And I had, a, I had an experience. We were worshiping the Lord. And I just saw, as it were, like a vision, these huge gates and walls. There was gates and walls, you know, kind of like King Kong and Skull Island. I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's big gates, you know. And we're worshiping the Lord. And I look up and there's angels on the top of the gates and they're looking at each other. And it's at a certain point, one motions to the other and they open the gates. And we wait, we went in through the gates. And I don't know what other people were experiencing, but I know I could sense that we just moved into the presence of God. There was a sense of that, but I saw this in my mind's eye. And then we went into the court of the Lord, and there was just this power of God that came, and we were worshiping the Lord. And I think what we're talking about here is if we can see what's happening in the spirit as we worship and as we give thanks, this is what's happening. We're entering into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. The scriptures exhort us to sing spiritual songs to the Lord. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 15 through 16. And this is Paul giving instruction to the church in Corinth, 14, 15 through 16. He said, I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. Then in Romans 8, 26 through 27, he talks about what happens when we pray or sing in the spirit. It says, likewise, the spirit, this is chapter eight, verse 26 through 27 of Romans. Likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. It goes on, now, you, now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When we pray in the Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit praying through us and he's praying according to to the will of God. Whether we are praying or singing in the Spirit, it is according to the will of God. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15, 1 John 5, 14 through 15, 
It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. When we pray or sing with the Spirit, the Spirit is moving through us according to the will of God. Therefore, God hears and he responds. It's a guarantee. The scriptures are clear about this. When we do this with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit flows out of us and God's anointing is released as oil from a vessel. His manifest presence is with us when we pray or sing in the Spirit. There's another area, chapter, this is Jude chapter 1, Jude chapter 1, verse 20 through 21. Jude 1, 20 through 21. And it says, you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. It says here that when we pray in the Holy Spirit, it builds you up in your most holy faith. And it also says that it helps keep you centered in the love of God, which is the presence of God. When we pray or worship in the Spirit, we enter into God's presence and we are refreshed and we are filled again with the Spirit. Okay, number two, giving thanks for all things. <clears throat> now I want you to think about this. I got, I got into kind of a strong discussion. I get into theological discussions on Facebook. It's kind of, I use Facebook to minister to people. And uh, I got into the discussion with this girl and she took issue with this because it says here that we are to give thanks for all things. She said, no, 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 we're, we're supposed to give thanks in all things. Because something, I think she was thinking, you know, something might come from the devil. You wouldn't want to give thanks for that, you know. But what we're talking about here is the sovereignty of God in the life of a Christian that we can give thanks for all things. Let's look at this. James chapter 1, verse 17 through 18. And really, it's a different level of faith. If you can get a hold of this, it will give you great victory. It will give you great victory. James chapter 1, verse 17 through 18. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. I believe that for a Christian who is pursuing God, doing the best they can as they know, that every gift is a good gift. And it comes from the Father of lights, with whom there is no shadow of turning. There was a man in 1800s named George MacDonald. He was a Victorian poet, he was a pastor and a storyteller. He used this to communicate the gospel. C.S. Lewis, uh, he said that uh, MacDonald was one of his greater inspirations. In Christian history and biography, it said this, throughout his life, MacDonald maintained his conviction that each event came from the hand of his heavenly father for his good. His quiet and persistent optimism triumphed over the many reversals of his life. 
not because Christian faith shielded from hardship, but because he believed that hardships and trials were the chief means by which a loving God could perfect his children. What we call evil is the only and best shape, which for the person in his condition at the time could be assumed by the best good. We can worship and give thanks in all circumstances, knowing that God is in control and that he alone knows what is best for us. We all know the verse, and it's one of our favorites, isn't it? Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. To be filled with the Spirit, we are to worship and give thanks for all things. Redeem the time, for the days are evil. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be filled with the Spirit. Number one, through worship. Number two, through the giving of thanks for all things. I'm going to finish here by sharing with you a couple stanzas from a hymn, an old hymn that you might remember. We haven't sang this in a while, but I remember as a, as a young Christian, we sing this a lot. Rise up, O men of God, have done with lesser things. Give heart and soul and mind and strength to serve the King of Kings. Rise up, O men of God, his kingdom tarries long. As faithful workmen, watch and pray and light the night of wrong. Rise up, O men of God, the church for you doth wait. Your strength unequal to the task, but Christ in you is great. Lift high the cross of Christ, tread where his feet have trod. As brothers of the Son of Man, rise up, O men of God. Rise up, O men of God, have done with lesser things. Give heart and soul and mind and strength to serve the King of Kings. Redeem the time, for the days are evil. Amen. Let me pray for you. Could you stand quickly and I'll pray. Lord, we just thank you for this word and your faithfulness to communicate to us your heart at any given time. And I know that this word has been a great challenge for me personally. And Lord, I believe you want it to be a challenge to each and every one of us. You want us to walk in your presence. You want us to walk filled with your spirit. You want us to realize that we live in an evil and dark time and it's not getting any lighter and that we need to redeem the time. So we commit this to you and ask you, Lord, to bring it to remembrance in its opportune time in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We pray that you're encouraged by this message. For more information about Painesville Assembly of God, visit PainesvilleAG.com.